welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to be active participants in your daughters' lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. Really excited to be able to have you back again this week. As you know, every week we have a conversation together. We, we talk with one another. We work with one another to be able to not only be the best dads that we can be, but to step out and to be more engaged fathers, to find ways to connect with our daughters, to be able to do things, to challenge them, to help them, to be able to, to raise them into that, those strong, independent women that we want them to be as they grow older. And every week, I am so excited to be able to bring you guests that are doing things to not only challenge us as dads, but challenge our daughters in so many ways to be able to, to think about themselves in different ways, to, to look at others' lives, and to be able to learn from others as well. And today, we've got another great guest with Jess Wolf is with us, and she's the Chief Executive Offers. Chief Executive Officer at Rebel Girls. And if you've not heard about Rebel Girls, we're going to talk a lot about it today. But I've been really impressed with what Rebel Girls has been doing. I've been watching since the early days when they first started. And Rebel Girls is right up in regards to what I'm talking about in raising those inspired confident, strong, independent women. I love what they stand for. If you look on their website, one of the things they say is Rebel Girls is a global empowerment brand dedicated to raising the most inspired and confident generation of girls through content experiences, products, and community. It says we believe in empowering girls to dream big that amplify stories of real life. Extraordinary women can pave the way for a more equal world and that when she sees it, she can be it. So as I said, this show is all about raising strong, independent women, and this brand is doing just that. And I am so excited to be able to talk to Jess about what they have been, who they are now, and where they're going. Jess, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I am really excited to be able to have you here and to talk about Rebel Girls. I guess I want to go back in time and go back to the beginning of this movement and this work that has been being done with Rebel Girls. Talk to me about the the impetus of what started Rebel, Rebel Girls as an organization and and where, you know, where it's gone from that those first building blocks. So Rebel Girls started in 2016 as an idea on Kickstarter. And we had two co-founders who were the original authors of the first book, Elena Favilli and Francesca Cavallo. And they noticed that media and representation in media was incredibly lacking. And if you looked at children's literature, only 19% of children's books have a female protagonist with any sort of agency whatsoever. So a job or even career ambition that the traditional model is once upon a time, there was a princess who needed to be rescued by a prince. And one of their favorite movies at the time was Finding Nemo. And the only female character in Finding Nemo is Forgetful Dory in the entire ocean. And so they wanted to change this. And so they, they put on Kickstarter an idea for a book called Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls. And it was about 100 real life, extraordinary women across history, geography, field of excellence. And their idea was, let's give girls real life role models 
these women who have incredible agency. Let's tell those stories as fairy tales and put a twist on that traditional fairy tale and give the girls something better for them. And away it went. And that was how it started. It was the most funded publishing project on Kickstarter at the time. And they self-published that first book in November of 2016. And since then, we've been telling more and more and more stories and, and growing in all the ways that we tell stories. Storytelling is so important. And for our daughters, they learn so much. I know that in my own conversations with my daughters and telling stories, they are engrossed by the stories and they learn from others, others individual stories as well. As you have expanded as an organization and continue to tell those additional stories and then talk to the girls that you are impacting, what are you hearing back from the girls that are being impacted, the parents that have those daughters in their, their own lives? What's being reflected back to you? Pretty amazing things, which is why I keep going and the team keeps going. The impact that our storytelling has is vast in terms of numbers. We've reached more than 23 million girls so far and counting. And then in terms of depth, a couple of my favorite recent ones, we came out with a book last summer on awesome entrepreneurs because only 2% of venture funding goes to females. And at the back of the book, there's a step-by-step -step guide for girls to create their own businesses. So some of the feedback we got back was um, one such girl, a 10-year-old who was really had a lot of anxiety and COVID had hit her very hard and she didn't go out of the house and, and, and was suffering. And she was so inspired by the women in this book who had started businesses. She did the step-by-step -step guide at the end. She started a string bracelet business and had so much fun from that. She put a website up and she got confidence from that. And she went outside and she joined a sports team and she's just doing a lot better with her confidence and a lot less anxiety and putting herself out there so much more. So that was one of my favorites. Another favorite of mine was a mom who wrote in and she has two daughters and they were doing a drawing exercise and the younger daughter was getting really frustrated and you know throwing her crayons and the older daughter turns to the younger daughter and says you can't give up that's against the rebel girl's law and so it's stories like this that the storytelling is sticking the values is sticking and the internalization of what this means is sticking to these girls and they're becoming more confident and they're having more tenacity and they're having more experimentation. And that's really what we're about. I love that story because I think that what you've described to me really shows that the, the tenacity of our daughters and the ability for us to, for them to persevere, if we get behind them, encourage them, lift them up, but at the same time, like you said, showing them a way through other stories and how they've persevered. I know you've had an opportunity to be able to share some stories of some very unique individuals, unique women, women that have done amazing things. And are there specific stories that you have been impacted by, that you've been impacted by yourself, that you feel are most telling and that help mo so many of our daughters that that you would not have known about the story before you had them as a part of the Rebels Girls Initiative? There are so many. I'll give you two of my favorites. The first one was about Madam C.J. Walker. I went to business school. I got my MBA. I had never had a case on Madam C.J. Walker, which makes me cringe. I didn't know about her until I came to Rebel Girls. 
She is the ultimate entrepreneur. She was the first female, like self-made millionaire. She did, her parents were slaves. She was born into absolute nothing. And she was the most incredible entrepreneur. Her tenacity, her grit, her innovation, her creativity, building an entire, you know, hair care model with factories and sales teams and everything should be a story that every single person should know. And especially anyone who's interested in entrepreneurship. So she has been a shining light for me in terms of what it means to truly embody being an entrepreneur and keep going. The second woman that I learned about through Rebel Girls is Junko Tabai. And Junko Tabai was the first woman who climbed Mount Everest and summited it, and as well as the seven summits around the world. And she was a Japanese woman back when sports were not really encouraged in Japan. And she fell in love with climbing. And in 1975, she climbed Mount Everest with a group of Japanese women. They were a climbing team and they were going to be the first to do it. And halfway up the mountain, an avalanche took out their whole camp at night, burying them. She couldn't get out of the tent for three days. It took out some of the Sherpas and they didn't have enough resources for them to go up. And so they picked her as the representative and she went up and planted the Japanese flag on top of Mount Everest. And then I find that is just one of the most inspirational stories. I like to climb mountains. And so I like to listen to her story before I go on any summit attempt on any mountain to really inspire me and pump me up and tell me to, you know, be tough and don't turn back when it gets hard. Now, I know you said that the organization as a whole started in 2016 with the first book and the Kickstarter campaign, and that you came to the organization in 2020. I know that you stepped into the organization in 2019 as the chief operating officer and became the chief executive officer in 2020. Talk to me about what drew you to stepping into Rebel, Rebel Girls as an organization and as something that you wanted to lead? So I just finished my last startup and was taking a break because startups are very hard. (laughs) And I was living in Tahoe and I had a number of founders come through and we would do kind of ski strategy camps. And it was a way for me to work with entrepreneurs who are building interesting and meaningful companies. And Elena Favilli was introduced to me back then, exactly four years ago, actually. And she came through and told me about Rebel Girls. And at the time, it was the first two books. And I was so smitten with this company and the storytelling and the potential and the purpose of the company and what it was trying to do. And I thought that we could make it be something bigger and something even more meaningful. And so that's when I joined the company originally as an independent board member and the chief operating officer. And I worked with Elena for the first year. And then decided it was time to scale it. And so in 2020, went and raised our first venture round and became the CEO. And that commitment to this purpose and this mission, the love of the storytelling that we do, the impact on girls, it is only has grown stronger since that first day of meeting Elena and talking about the business. Now, this podcast is is all about raising strong, independent women. Your organization does very similar. I talk to dads every day about what, what they can do. And I, I learn a lot from them as well. 
As you reflect on what you're doing in Rebel Girls, the conversations that you've had with parents, I would love any perspective that you can provide as you think about the experiences of the women that you're connecting with, the young girls that you're connecting with on anything that you feel that dads can or should be doing to be able to help their daughters to become these strong, independent women? So I have many ideas on this front. I think there's a few things I'll focus on. One is just understanding that parents still treat kids differently by gender. And so being as conscious as we can about our unconscious gender bias when we're promoting activities, hobbies, et cetera, to girls versus boys. Um, A Lego Gina Davis Institute study in 2021 showed that parents are four times more likely to encourage girls to dance or play dress up than boys and two times more likely to encourage boys to go into coding than girls. So my first thing is for dads to think about it if they have daughters, sons, what they are encouraging their children to go into and is it different and be mindful of that Because what parents encourage girls or boys to go into tends to have a big implication of of what they do. My, My general overall rallying cry is encourage your daughters to find their superpower. Confidence is the single biggest predictor of how successful a kid will be as an adult. And so finding her superpower early on, fostering it, encouraging it, having something that she is good at will build up her confidence. So it will also encourage her to work at it and she will fail and then she will get up again and she will fail and get up again. And that tenacity of really truly caring about something, whether it's sports or music or math or bugs or whatever it is, right? Becoming excellent at it and having that virtuous cycle of working hard, succeeding, getting confidence, working hard, succeeding, getting confidence. That I think is the biggest, biggest thing. So show genuine interest in your daughter's interests. Ask a lot of questions. Show up and show up and show up and show up and really encourage her to find that superpower. Do you want a couple more? I would love a a few more. If you want to keep talking, that would be amazing. Two other big ones for me. I think there's tremendous pressure in society for girls to be perfect. And we teach them that early on. And I think one of the biggest things that dads can do for their daughters is understand this is an unrealistic pressure and teach their daughters that this is an unrealistic pressure, that no one is perfect, that they should be themselves. It's okay for disagreements. It's okay if not everyone loves them or is happy with them. It's not their job to make sure that everyone is happy and taken care of. And, you know, their thoughts and their feelings are valid and important and they should be shared even if they are not always super happy thoughts or feelings. And one of the ways you'll see that in our books too, is like we show real women who are not perfect. We talk about their faults and their failings and their challenges and they are real people. And this pressure that we have to be perfect is really, really hard. And that causes a lot of anxiety for girls and a lot of pressure for girls because it's an unrealistic standard. No one is perfect. So that's one of them. And on the flip side of that is, you know, teach them that failing is totally okay. It's about learning. It's about getting up again and going back out there. And the people that do the best in life really are oftentimes the ones that have failed the most. And so 
this is back to girls do not need to be perfect and it is totally fine to fail. And it's totally fine for not everyone to be happy. It is part of the experience. It is part of learning. It is part of their journey. And then the last bit I would say is your daughters are watching you. And so if you have a wife or a girlfriend or a mom figure in the relationship, showing that wife or partner that same respect that you would like your daughter, so someone to be treating your daughter, because they are your daughters are watching, they are learning. And so if the mom is responsible for making everyone in the family happy, then the daughter is going to feel that that is her job. And if the mom does the majority of the unpaid labor in the family, the daughter is going to take cues. And um, so if you're the dad and you can ask the mom a lot of questions at the dinner table about her day, her work, her opinions, like your daughter is watching. And the very, very, very best thing you can do to teach your daughter is to be an amazing role model for expectations of, of the women in your life. I really appreciate you sharing all of those pieces. And I think that each one of them has a different way in which we as dads can step into that. You talked at first about helping your daughter to find that superpower of theirs. Do you have any ideas or thoughts on the best way to be able to encourage that, to be able to talk to your daughters about that, to be able to find out or to identify what superpowers your daughter specifically have? I think it's going to be different for every family. A tried and true way is to ask a lot of questions. Hey, do you like this? What do you like about it? What do you think about it? Are you interested in X, Y, or Z, right? Um, another way is experimentation. So take your daughter to soccer and see what she thinks. Take your daughter to the swimming pool, see what she thinks. Take your daughter to a science class or a math class or a music class and you know see what she thinks. Does she like it? Does she not like it? You'll see quickly, I think, which ones she gravitates towards. And then as you go along, you know, which ones does she really gravitate towards and what does she talk about and ask her a lot of questions, right? And if you see promise and if you see real interest, you know, that's the time to double down. And that's the time to really help her delve deeper and get more passionate about it. And and that turns into more time and all of these things are, you know, the 10,000 hour rule, but you have to start somewhere. You definitely have to start somewhere and truly appreciate you sharing that because I think that it is important for us to be able to, as you kind of said about other aspects about modeling and being able to be engaged in those ways and be willing to have open, honest conversations. I love what you said about the fact that perfection is unrealistic and that it's okay to fail. And, you know, I found in my own life that many times when I'm willing to step forward and talk about the times that I have failed or the times where I was not perfect, that it's important because I know that there are times when my daughters feel that they need to be perfect. And it's so important for them to know that no one is and that it is that they need to be able to step back and understand not only why they feel that they need to be perfect but at the same time what they can do to be the best person that they can be be the best that they can be at what they're trying to do yep 100% so as you look forward at the work that is being done in rebel girls i know that it is expanded I'm going to say probably a hundredfold in regards to where it started and where it is today. But where is it going? And what is Rebel Girls doing now? But where is it going to be 
as you look, let's say five years down the road? So we have expanded orders of magnitude and we will continue to expand orders of magnitude. And that is both in terms of how many stories we tell, what kind of stories we tell, which mediums we tell stories, and also what else we build around the storytelling. So on the storytelling front, we really started the original books were about stories of the past. Who were the women whose shoulders we now stand on, who paved the way for us? Right now, we're really focused on stories of today. So who are the girls and the youth out there today who are changing the world and doing amazing things? In the future, we're also going to start telling the stories of tomorrow. So how do we help the eight-year-old today tell her story? What is that going to look like and how is that going to unfold? So you're going to see that arc in our storytelling. You're also going to see a lot more formats. So this year, we're going to come out with a book called Growing Up Powerful, and it'll be our first prescriptive nonfiction book. Um, which is like really the girl guide for the eight to 14 year old girls for everything from navigating your first period to fights with friends. You'll see in the coming years, fictional series, you'll see cookbooks and graphic novels, you'll see memoirs, you'll see a lot of different types of storytelling that all are about inspiring and building confidence. In addition to that, from a company perspective, you know, we really started as an inspirational company. We're now building in activation and connection. So how, once we've inspired these girls, how do we then activate them, get them to do things, get them to start working on their own projects and interests and self-actualization so that they can increase their confidence and their sense of who they are? And then how do we connect them to each other so that they can do amazing things together and be an amazing generation that goes forth. And so you'll see more and more of this activation piece, such as what I mentioned of like in the back of books, there are now big, robust activity sections. Like now you've seen these women who did it, now it's your turn. And you'll see more and more of that from us, as well as more events, both in real life and and virtual, where girls get to come together and do things together and be a community. I love that. And I commend you for doing all that you're doing to engage so many young women as they are going through their lives, but even more so what you're doing to be able to lift up the young women that are going to be coming so powerful, so strong because of the work that you're doing, because of the impact that Rebel Girls has had on their life. I know that the stories that I have been able to share with my girls in regards to the Rebel Girls stories, because I've shared the books with them, that when they were younger, truly did connect with the stories. And they loved hearing about these women that were doing amazing things. And I think it does make a difference for them to have role models that they can reflect on and that they can see, not only in their own communities, but even broader to the world. So I commend you for all the work that you're doing. I thank you for the work that you're doing because it does make such a difference to the way in which we can parent, but the way in which we can raise daughters to be strong, independent women. Thank you. And thank you for having a podcast that helps dads do just that. This is, this is a mission we all should have and we're all responsible for. And together, 
we will be successful and we'll have a much more gender equal world in the future. Now, if people want to find out more about what Rebel Girls is doing, where's the best place for them to go? Best place is our website, rebelgirls.com. You can also find us on any of your social media if you want to follow what we're doing, but rebelgirls.com will be nonstop, uh, all the things. Well, Jess, I just want to say thank you again. Thank you for your time today, for your willingness to share the great work of Rebel Girls. And I wish you and the organization all the best. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be.